1: Well, 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 here we are a week later since the great game seven massacre of 2022. Phoenix Suns fans, we're still navigating our feelings, we're still trying to figure out how to absorb the massive loss that the Phoenix Suns had at the hands of the Dallas Mavericks. So, we thought a good way to do that was to have some sort of therapy session, if you will, combining the forces of the Aussie's Suns Fans Podcast and the Fan in the Flames Podcast with the Suns Jam Session Podcast to just kind of navigate where we're at. Talk about what we're feeling. Look towards the future. Try to figure out what's going on and try to find some semblance of closure in a season that surely will always affect us as Suns fans. So first and foremost, I welcome to the podcast Matthew Lissy from the Suns Jam Session Podcast. How are you doing, Matthew? No background hey. behind you anymore.
2: No, it's gone. My green screen threw it away. I donated it back to Goodwill, where I got it. Um, Understandable. You know, how am I feeling? Is that what you asked? No, not yet. I'm not doing okay. Not yet. I'm just saying hi. How are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, who cares? Uh, For those of
1: you who don't know, I'm John Voida from the Suns Jam Session Podcast. And I'm next, I'm bringing in Dervish of Whirl. Give it up for Paul from the Fanny the Flames Podcast.
3: How are you doing, folks?
1: Howdy welcome aboard it's good to see you hanging out in a closet once again yeah. there's a reason you're an audio
3: only podcast it, one of many reasons we're an audio only podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Gavin from the Aussie Suns fans podcast how are you doing how
4: are we doing guys fantastic what, what, what time is it there it is uh 1 pm so just a uh, perfect time to open the first beer
1: there we go oh, that's nice. what I'm talking about we also have Nate joining us from the Aussie fans Suns pass Sunday pass- I'm just done talking.
4: Yeah, that's, that's honestly it's yeah, our favourite thing watching, watching you guys try to pronounce uh, Aussie Suns fans podcast.
1: Yeah, it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough. A lot of uh, alliteration with S's and such, and and of course Boyd, welcome to the show, Boyd. How are you doing?
5: Howdy, guys. How's it going? I'm going unreal. I've finally made it onto the Suns Jam <laughs> podcast. I've Made it. This is life. It only yeah. took. The largest game
1: seven loss in NBA history for this to happen. So, I mean, <laughs> but yeah. welcome everybody uh, to the Suns or fanning the Aussie Suns F- Suns Jam Session podcast mega pod, uh, brought to you by your local Jeep and Eagle dealer. Uh, Justin just texted me and he said he's having an issue. He's running late. He'll be on in five. He's given us permission to start, guys. So we're good.
3: It's, he's on <laughs> just in time. I'm used to it. <laughs>
1: Well, I think before we get into everything related to the Phoenix Suns, we got to pop open some sort of beverage. I've got a nice little center CBD beverage because I'm still just trying oh, to chill out. CBD Matt, too. I
2: i some THC in this
1: one though. Look at that. We're just yeah. out here getting high. Nate <laughs> popping open a beer. I see that. I see that. Uh, everyone. All right. Yep. Yep. Gavin's got a beer. Oh, look it. Oh, Paulie brought out the bottle. big old Jameson just a bottle. bottle. <laughs> Let's go. We'll pop them if you Jameson got some Jameson and Jinji. <laughs> Let's talk about the 2022 Phoenix Suns. So it was a very disappointing end to a very promising season and potential postseason run. So I guess the first question I'll start at is, and I'll just kind of go around the horn, if you will. I'll start with Matthew. Uh, how are you feeling a week later? And what stage of grief are you at? Are you at denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance? Where are you at, Matthew?
2: I've kind of forgotten about it a little bit. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm super angry still. I haven't even watched any basketball until probably tonight, at the Boston Celtics game. I watched like 15 minutes of it, but I'm still very upset where I can't even watch the Western Conference Finals. It feels very weird. I feel like this whole thing that happened you know, it's kind of a distraction from all the UFO sightings we've seen. You know what I mean? It has to be right. Whatever, ha- whatever just happened to the Suns is a total distraction. So, for me to get over it, it'll probably be another couple months, honestly. Until book gets back from the wedding, until we see more of them back in in the training camp, then I'll get more into basketball game. But right now, I just don't give a shit.
1: Paul, how you feeling?
3: I'm Gucci. I'm yeah. all good. Well, yeah. How, how, how yeah, did you that bottle of Jameson?
1: Huh? Yeah, I was like, how, how deep in that bottle before, of Jameson are you? After. Uh,
3: this is a uh, glass number one.
1: Okay. And you're, and you're still Gucci.
3: Okay. I've been good for a while, man. How and why? Teach me. <laughs> I don't let sports control my life, even though I'm on a sports podcast.
2: Hmm. I don't believe you.
3: I say that too. I say that too, but I just, <laughs> I, I we will get into it later, but I mean, All there's, right. there's a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um,
4: all
1: right, all right, Gavin. How you feeling? Where are you at?
4: Yeah, I'm still trying to work out which stage um, of of grief I'm in, but I, I feel like I'm in uh, bargaining at the moment. So I, I'm sort of negotiating what our off season is going to look like and how we're going to come out the other side of it. Um, I, I quickly went through the anger phase though, and that probably resulted in throwing like a laptop or two. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with Matthew. I, I've watched uh, I've watched zero of the uh, finals the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, just I watched The Flight incident.
3: Attendant. That was good. <laughs> is it, is good. it good? It's awesome. It's so fucking insane. It's how many awesome. episodes is it? There's two seasons, eight episodes each. 30-minute or hour episodes? Hour episodes. It's ah. awesome. Watch it.
6: Okay. So good. Okay.
1: Nate, how you feeling?
6: <laughs> uh, there's a bit of a trend going on because I have not watched a game of basketball <laughs> since I've I mean, I thought I was dealing with the fact that we weren't playing finals. Um, I mean, me and Gav have joked we're just going to go. We're Mercury fans now. They'll lose in the finals too, didn't they? They're blowing up year? too. They're they're already they're,
3: fighting. They're losing momentum,
4: everything so. at the moment. Yeah.
3: yeah. Hey, can you stop uh, in Russia on your way and bring back BG?
4: Yeah, we
1: need
3: her. <laughs> Boyd,
1: how you feeling?
5: Yeah, I'm. Um, I've accepted it, mate. I've. Uh, I've done a um, – uh, I've written a bit of a list down like a couple of hours after the game seven, then uh, done some reflection on the entire season and um, how I feel about it. And, and, you know, I'm staying a Suns fan, so I, uh, I dealt with it, mate.
6: That's, what that's, what so you that's, done
5: that's like a good point. boy. No, the, you're talking about the, the, the yeah, new Yeah, that's exactly what I'm yeah, talking that's about. Too, the I, uh, terrible, mate. So my, my, my <laughs> son, I just introduced him to that Scatman song. Oh no! Yeah, Be- ba- ba- <laughs> so, anyways, I've, I've come out this morning playing that song with um with a uh, an attempt at a mustache. So um he, got, he he got a real good kick out of it. So I, I'm just sticking with it for the day. So uh, his well, mustache, mustache is this bad. much What about buddy?
2: mine?
3: <laughs>
5: your mustache?
3: Yeah, your, your, your mustache looks like you're 12. Oh,
2: Okay, well that's what <laughs> well, I
3: was going Boy, for. Boyd so. looks like a like pedro pascal impersonator i'll give him that much <laughs>
6: i'll take it i'll take
1: it i gotta, I gotta google that up <laughs> oh you don't know who that is matthew well it's no. interesting because you know you take a look you got you got a group of six sons fans here all podcasters mind you we got a couple who are at acceptance uh a couple who are still at anger um one who's kind of in bargaining and like it's been a week for me too. Like I definitely went through the anger phase. I think I wrote like six different articles for bright side of the sun, just blasting different aspects of the Suns. I blasted James Jones. I blasted uh, Monty Williams, Chris Paul, Deandre Ayton. I mean, I just, I kind of put a, I was like, I'm going to use this as my therapy session. And, and after that's all said and done, I'm still kind of in the anger phase. I think that, that this podcast is going to get me to the acceptance phase because I like what Boyd said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to stop being a Suns fan. I'm just at this point trying to absorb the magnitude of the loss that occurred. It was, it was unbelievably frustrating uh, to see us go down in such a manner. And I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to find out the why, and there's too many variables as to why, you know, and we'll talk about some of those things here momentarily, but I think that that's been one of the hardest things for me is this team that performs with such excellence and precision throughout the entire regular season. When it came down to it, didn't adjust didn't have the heart. And I actually, I started going down like the conspiracy theory. You know, like you saw the, 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 how resigned Chris Paul was. I was like, maybe the NBA came to him and said, listen, we need Luke in the Western Conference final, So we need you to lose. There's going to be a, a bunch of money for you, but you're going to have to lose. And he had that look on his face like, fuck, man, I'm just, I got to lose this shit on purpose, you know? And I, I know it's all bullshit, but still like that's how fucked up I am right now trying to figure out what the hell happened. You know, so well, as I'm we start. you're say that. What's that? It hurts just hearing you say that, I know, it's, but that's, like, that's, that's what happens when... You know, it's been weird. It's been, a, it's been a, uh, a week since I've talked about it. I've had people in my life who will come and they'll ask me some questions like, hey, you, wanna, you know, what happened with the Suns? And I'm just like, just leave me the fuck alone. Like, yeah. you know, they'll the watch the ones. highlights. Yeah, I know, They're right?
4: They're the worst ones. The, the, like, the random messages from people you haven't heard from in four years, <laughs> years that, hey, you didn't see any Phoenix Suns posts from you this week or carry seriously you you haven't spoken to me in six years piss off oh yeah and the worst
2: you. part is like during game seven it was when i was getting all the text messages like in the second and third quarter it's like are you serious like right now during game seven you expect me to uh respond to you yeah. it, it makes no sense
1: yeah, yeah people asking me about the sun's pick and roll defense that i haven't heard from since high school i'm like <laughs> who, who how'd you get my number pick you and know roll. yeah like I, I don't want to hear about the Suns' drop defense or, or you know the lack of aggression from DeAndre Ayton. You know, I get it. He's probably the only guy in the history of of eating Oreos to lay up his Oreo instead of dunking it into the milk. Saw that one on Facebook. I thought that was funny. Uh, okay. But at the same, but at the same time, you know, it's just like we're, I'm not at that point right now where I feel like I'm totally at acceptance. Now bringing in a guy who uh, whose audio is. <laughs> Is, is really interesting. Are you, Is he on a flight? Yeah, Justin, are you on a flight right now? I don't even think he knows he's on right now. I'm just going to remove him right now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked like he had no idea what he's on. That, was a, idiot, that was a
4: lovely caveat.
1: That was. Thanks for stopping by uh, <laughs> to, to, to Justin. I don't know what he's doing. Boyd's back. We're going back and forth. For, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, you're <laughs> we'll lucky. We'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> this is live quick i want to give a shout out to squampy uh 70 dollars in canadian dollars from the super chat he says as promised cheers from canada and thanks for a great season of podcast lads get lissy some gluten-free beverages in my honor is that gluten-free what you're drinking? It's gluten-free up yeah it's but, just but it's high THC right up. yeah
2: it's a weed cigarette it's just stuck in a can so oh nice I think it's, this is gonna get yeah. real interesting really quick justin <laughs> Yo. how you doing what's up All boys right. hey it's working. how you hey, doing
7: yes. Look, I can hear you. I can see you. Our pets' heads are falling off. How does (laughs) your hair
1: grow so fast? I feel like the last time I saw you, you know, you had, like, a beard and, like, a a low cut. Now, like, the sun's (sighs) get eliminated from the playoffs, and you look like a darn hippie.
7: You know what? I'm not going to lie. The the flow is – it's a blessing and a curse. It it truly is. That's all I'll say. Well, I mean, it's – My hair does grow really fast.
1: It's about to be Arizona in the summertime. It can't be good (laughs) for
7: your neck, (laughs) Sweat. It's it's actually in fact it is terrible for neck sweat. I, I can I can confirm that much.
1: So what stage of grief are you at? How are you feeling when it comes to the Phoenix Suns?
7: I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> what does denial. that even mean? Is that like oh he's in denial? Yep, good call. Denial. Gavin's right, he's in denial. So, no, uh, okay, see cool. here's
7: what here, here's what I'll say. It's not denial because I, I I know what happened. I've repressed it. i just remembered for a second right there i'm sorry i can't figure i'm on my ipad i'm all disheveled and i can't figure out like i feel like my face is not in the center and i can't this is actually
2: the best you've looked on this podcast so yes yeah keep
7: it up (laughs) nice, man. so keep keep the extensions on too (laughs) damn it lizzie extensions how did why are you gonna out me why are you outing me
1: well, I'll okay. let you I'll let no. you take the first crack at this question then, Justin, okay. Okay. and we'll go around the board. Is this the most disappointing season or end of the season in Phoenix Suns history, if you can remember it, Justin? I know you've repressed said memories, but is this the most disappointing season or end of a season in the history of the Phoenix Suns franchise? I,
7: I, I will not say it was the most disappointing season because, I mean, dude, it, I had a blast this season. I did. Like, going to games – Watching games with 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 you guys every now and then when we could. Um, Twitter, I love Twitter. I love everybody on Twitter. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people I don't like, but I love all of you. I really do. <laughs> uh, it, dude, it was it was a great year. And and at the end of the year, I still feel I I've, I've honestly I felt nothing from it because by by the middle of the third quarter I was numb, and I'm just like it, it's kind of just felt like that throughout I, I mean I wasn't mad and I wasn't sad it just kind of happened but I'm ready for next year
1: all right so you're Ish. you're you're in like denial and your and acceptance at the same time like I need to get <laughs> hook me up with your dealer because whatever he's giving you is working
7: Boyd what uh, do you do th- I've, I've said the same thing throughout the year about the playoffs last year I and it's going to be that every year so well you know <laughs> except for when we win the title of course of course of course it'll be next year obviously Boy, what do you now.
1: think is this the most disappointing end of a season in the history of phoenix sun's franchise history
5: well it's uh it, it is the it, it's the most disappointing end but uh the actual season itself was the was the most awarding um yeah so yeah look yeah definitely the end like we it, and it all comes due to our expectations that we have put on this season after after yeah. last season so um it's on us. I, I feel, and we've beaten ourselves ultimately in that game seven in the in the ass end of that um, series. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'll say the uh, it's the most rewarding season, but the most disappointing um, end to it all, for sure. No,
1: I go. All right, let's go right on down the line, Nate. What do you think?
6: Yeah, we're all on the same page. I think back here, especially me and Gav, because we like like Boyd said, we expected. To be in the finals like the last year was yeah awesome this is we didn't expect to get this far we're bringing it this year we're like mm-hmm. it's out it's the whole crown all of it me and Gav booked flights basically and then traveled to america in like no this is happening so for us it yeah, disappointed um the worst end to a season like <gasps> in my memory for me yeah like what rivals it mario oh, and the, the, the rockets
1: so, the kiss of death.
5: Yeah. Robert Ory?
1: Yeah. I, I'm getting 1983.
7: My, my my heart's starting to beat faster, guys. Can we stop? That's, <laughs> hey, this, it's a therapy session. Hey, right? Can I think, ask one quick question? I don't think one the Robert question, Ari, and, and,
4: and I'm asked, sorry. I don't think the Robert Ory one was disappointing. The disappointment happened before the game we lost with the Robert Ory one when they suspended the players. Mm-hmm. Like, it was almost a sense of um, inevitability at
5: that stage.
1: Yeah. Fair. <laughs> well, and also it was going into a game. First, sad. We still had an opportunity to win the series. We had won that game <laughs> in the Robert Rory game. We won, you know, so going into the next game, you know, yeah, you feel like you were kind of screwed. J- Justin still has his hand up. So I will, I, will, I will politely call on Justin.
7: Completely off topic. Sorry. Okay. And I'm sorry if this was brought up before I got on, but, but Nate, I hope you're getting paid, bro.
6: I'm angling for it, bro. I'm angling for it. Because we pretty we're sure somebody put a lot of money on. at
4: Marley's if they can I will pretty, pretty sure puts up in the chat saying, Are you sponsored by Marley? So, yeah. Yeah, for those who
1: listen to the pod, uh, Nate's rocking a Marley's hat, a Marley's shirt. Um, I think there's a picture <laughs> with him behind him there with is. Dan Marley. Like, Holy shit, I, didn't see that.
2: <laughs> I just noticed right
6: now. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell because I'm the short ass. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Paul, what do you think? Same question. Most disappointing end of a sun season?
6: No, I don't
3: think so. I mean, it does. Did it suck? Yeah. I mean, we, I think it was just a, it's a situation of we peaked too early. It mm. reminded me of uh, my cross country team in high school where we peaked early <laughs> and then crapped out in the final race because we s- scheduled it wrong. Yeah. And I think we were just so far ahead that like those last two weeks of the season, they were coasting and then they couldn't turn it back on. So I'm all right not the most disappointing season. <laughs> I was so much more like frantic and like insane about the like Nash years. Like those yes. like were crushing to me this. I'm all right.
4: Do you think that's a, this, because this that one, we were at this a different was point in our absolutely life? Absolutely crushing. Absolutely crushing from my perspective, but most disappointing Suns season. No way. I mean, geez, what three, four years ago, we were winning 19 games. They were disappointing.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Start.
7: That to was easier though. Yeah, yeah, of
4: course, when you're losing and you know you suck, it's always easier. But I, to be honest, I'd rather the crushing um, pain of disappointment by being a side that's going to be a championship contender than one where you get up, go to watch a game, and for us, they're all in the morning. Mm-hmm. Your day's already ruined because you know the team you're just about to watch is going to get uh, probably stay close for a half and then get crushed in the second half.
1: Matthew, what do you think?
2: Uh, this is weird because, like, I'm thinking about, like, next season and how nothing will matter, right, what this team does. Because last this last season, we did everything. I mean, the awards weren't really there. Of course, Mikhail Bridge is probably a little bit too early to win the Defensive Player of the Year. But it's like we did everything a team can do during the season. And as we're going through the season, all the other teams kind of are just kind of coasting, kind of like, you know, picking it up in the second half of the season, uh, not playing as hard as they should be, right, taking a lot of nights off. The Suns never did. So it's disappointing because I'm just thinking about next year and it's just like it doesn't fucking matter like what seed we have going into the yeah. playoffs now, right? It doesn't. And that's the worst part about this. That's the most disappointing part is because we didn't make it to the finals with such a great season. Um but it just I was going to ask too like the playoffs did it feel like the same kind of playoffs as last year? Like last These year playoffs the playoffs were insane. insane. These playoffs I know, are but, so like, weird. Did you did you still believe in this team like you did last year though? Or was it the same kind of belief?
1: No, because the Pelicans series, we got beat up. Threw, you know, we got punched us in the up, mouth. Right? You know, and it was I a think, weird. I think
4: this year's, the difference was that um, this year was the expectation. Last year, nobody expected us to go the whole way. So <clears> every <throat> single game in the playoffs was just so exciting for us because we're picking up these wins going, holy crap, we're going to get through. We're, we're going into the next round. We're going into the next round. We, we're knocking the Lakers out, which is always the greatest event of all time. Um but then this year, we had the expectation was if we don't make the finals, it's a, it's a waste. That uh, That's sort of where the expectation lied. So that's why I think the feeling between the two, last year's run and this year's run, completely different. This year was almost anxiety every game that you set up to watch.
6: The playoffs was. Every game was yeah. anxiety. Our message feed is proof of it. <laughs> yeah. And Gavin, you're 100 percent right. It was the
1: expectations this year, was like this was like a Hollywood script of you knew that the Suns, the Suns were gonna get fucked, like you knew it was coming because all those expectations were there. You have Monty after every loss saying, you know, the reason we worked so hard for that number one seed, so we had home court advantage. You're like, oh cool. As Game Seven approaches, you know the the one road game they're gonna lose or the one home game they're gonna lose is the one that matters, right? And again, the the mat, I, I think the reason that you're, you're all correct. The, this season alone was one of the most, uh, fun seasons ever. You know, this one, one of the, I've never enjoyed a regular season as much. I've never been impressed with the team as much as I did in the regular season. And that's what makes the end of this season, the most disappointing. Cause not only in the manner that they went out, if you lose by, if you lose in heartbreaking fashion, like to Mario Ellie, right. In the second round of the 1995 NBA playoffs, it's soul crushing. It's, it's like, But but you felt like you were this close. You were right there. This year, in the matter that they came out, didn't compete, didn't even give us a chance. We didn't get even settle in and get through our first beer before everything went haywire and and the game was over. I mean, it was over from the beginning. It was embarrassing. Uh, All all the receipts that the Mavs fans kept on anyone who was a, a member of the Sun's Twitter, they were calling us out on everything. Yeah, as well, they should. It, w- it was embarrassing. And, you know, I-, I like what Matthew says because, yeah, as I look towards next season, I'm thinking the same exact thing. Like, it doesn't matter the seeding anymore. Like, fuck the seeding. As long as you're a top four seed, in my opinion, so you have home court in the first round, that's what matters in my opinion. But, I, you know, I guess I'll ask this question when we go through and we take a look at that game seven. As, as, as we try to purge <coughs> what happened, in that series and, and try to excavate it from our systems forever what the fuck went wrong who could tell me that everything what
3: the fuck went wrong
1: <laughs> all right everything easy answer now tell me about everything what made up everything well i mean book and the sons forgot how to make play make... basketball
3: yeah yeah it's it was basketball. such a like like every like just one of those things where like you know you can have one guy who's off you can maybe even have two guys who who are off but for some reason don't know why don't know what it was but literally every single guy on that team was off nobody and it wasn't that they didn't step up they was off like they couldn't hit a shot to save their fucking lives and then Mavs took advantage of it and then after a certain point you're just like well fuck it I might as well go to
4: Cancun <laughs> No, it's, um, I, don't want to get I think, I think in this we're game. going to be speculating. We're going to be speculating forever what went wrong because yeah. yep. there is nothing uh, – look, we sucked on the floor. There was no doubt about it. Someone put a lid on our basket but and and someone expanded the basket at the end of the Mavs because they were just hitting everything. But there's there, I think all of us can sort of – or at least have thought about the fact that there were other elements of play here. Something else happened. Um, whether it happened in the team off court um, I, I, and the old conspiracy theory was their breakdowns. And I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit of that as we go forward. But to me, it's just, you don't forget how to play basketball and you don't perform that poorly if something else isn't happening in the background. And that for me was the biggest concern because our guys, the Pelican series, we struggled um, the Mav series two nil up and let's be honest, all of us sat there and we're sweeping the match. They, there's no way they can match up yeah. with these two. Um, and then it all turned to shit, even in our wins. Um, I think we had a pretty comfortable win at home, but even in that, it just, something didn't feel right about this squad.
1: I mean, look at it like Devin Booker getting hurt in game two of the, the Pelican series. That was kind of the initial point that started this trajectory of, Something doesn't feel right, and then you get into you know DeAndre Ayton, Monty Williams having their little beef on the sidelines. It's still not exactly clear what occurred. What uh, was Da not willing to go back into the game? Uh, we don't know. You know CP three. We don't know what's you know reported by Chris Haynes shortly after the game that he had a quad injury. But you know, kind of to Gavin's point, like there's a there's a big mystery about what occurred with this team and it'll be really interesting if anybody ever does like an oral history of what occurred during the second round of the Western conference semifinals to uh, a 64 win team and how they completely became decimated. Does anybody have any theories out there? Do we just want to start throwing some shit against the wall just for fun or for podcasting content sake?
7: <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll chime in and say, no, I don't, because to, to say what Matthew said earlier, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, so he's you talking need to about tell seating, me. but I'm talking about. I look, I, whatever <laughs> happened happened, and it needs to be. I, I, I agree. With this there's there's something internal that obviously created some issues. I also think that there's a lot to the Chris Paul injury thing because obviously he was not the player that you know we saw in the in the in the first series. But wasn't the if, player if there was if there was it, yeah right if there was something. Internal going on, it needs to be addressed during the off season, and I trust that James Jones will. Speculating what it is, I feel like is a waste of energy. But for content purposes, I'm sure other people have 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 a different opinion. So that's also partially why. Well, I'll so say we'll
1: that. we'll we'll let Boyd talk real quick. But it, it, in summation, essentially what Justin is saying is that
0: it doesn't matter.
1: Okay. Note to self, Boyd. What do you got? Fair. You're
6: Get on, on here, Boyd. Yes,
7: Gotta buddy. You,
6: buddy. He's not real good with his iPhone studio. We keep trying to get Boyd to update Let's his shit. Boyd is over <laughs> <to> go <laughs>
4: Nate. Nate's got something to say. It's probably more value anyway because Boyd's useless. will <laughs> yeah, jump in while
6: Boyd fixes out his, his iPhone studio. Still can't hear you, Boyd. I've been, I've been reflecting on uh, the comment like, made had- by Sava, like back uh, during negotiations on um, Aiden's contract when he called him a lazy so-and-so. And then Mm -hmm. looking back at how he looked in game seven uh, against the Mavs, he looked like a lazy so-and-so. He just... And, like, was that a consistent thing through the season again or just the postseason? Was there a chip on his shoulder that caused him to perform badly or just he lost his edge? And these are all things I've been going back Mm -hmm. over, you know, thinking that we haven't actually spoke about on our pod. Uh, uh, Well, I mean,
1: I, I think now's a good time... I mean, DeAndre Ayton is obviously the biggest sounding board out there right now, uh, whether you're on Suns Twitter, even Suns Facebook, which generally isn't highly knowledgeable when it comes to things, any you know, doing with the Phoenix Suns. They're talking about DeAndre Ayton. And I actually, I put something out there today from the Suns Jam Session uh, Twitter handle, just kind of talking about how it must feel right now to be like an Ayton stand. Because we all know on Twitter, you have those people who are just, like, hardcore. They they will live and die with DeAndre Ayton. And and it's almost to the point, like, to their detriment, right? You know, I I said it's got to be tough being a hardcore Ayton stand because you allow your emotional connection to the player and the fact that you define yourself by being an Ayton stan to cloud your view of his effort and play. You're stuck on that island and you will die planting that flag. And the same goes for the anti ayton people, Right. I think one thing that Matthew and I have done throughout our history on the podcast is there's, t- there's things we like about them. There's things we don't like about them. You try to take all that information and, and try to form some point of view on it. Right. And, you know, I did make the comment that it's kind of like politics. Like people will sit there and they will die with their party, even if it doesn't make any sense. Right. And you get a lot of people right now. A lot of eight stands are very defensive because of the point that Nate made. We- if you go and you look at the effort put forth by Deandre Ayton in this series at, you know, he should have dominated the series, right? He should have been uh, just mulling over. You, you have Maxi Kleba and you have Dwight Powell as the guy who's trying to guard him. And Matthew and I used to talk, you know, we talked about on a couple post game pods, he would hide on offense at times. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't have that aggression and we've talked about it at nauseum the aggression that he lacks. Okay. And, and, You're starting to get a lot of those eight stands are like, Hey, but he did great in the playoffs last year. It's like, okay, so do we take like 26 games in the playoffs last year and say over a four year period, uh, that determines a max contract or not. Again, I don't know those things. I don't know truly what his value is. If I could personally, I would bring Deandre Ayton back. I think he's a very valuable big, but it has to be for the right price. Right. We know that there's probably going to be some, uh, offers from other teams when it comes to restrictive free agency, the Suns can match that offer. And based on the price tag of that offer, they might end up trading them because it doesn't make sense in the long term, you know, but there's a lot of different things here where it's like, I get all the eight and stands and I get all the eighters as they call them, the hating, the eight and haters out there. I get it. But what we need to do is you know, really start to take a look at who this player is, how he performs, and what that value is as we move forward with him and this franchise. So based on all that stuff I said, what, what are you guys thinking? What are you feeling about DeAndre Ayton as potentially you know, what happened in this series, uh, what's happened in his four years as a Phoenix Suns,
3: and how do we move forward with him? I think he's being scapegoated. I think so too. I think so, too. He's 100% being scapegoated. Like, if you're caught talking about that game seven when Chris Paul and Devin Booker didn't make a shot in the entire first half and we only scored a total of 27 points and you're blaming Aiton for that when our entire offense is built around those two guys, I'm sorry. That's not on Aiton. And if they weren't getting him involved either, that's not on Aiton. They
4: have He's not bad. really
7: sorry, just for the record.
4: Yeah, no, nor, nor should he be sorry. I, I'm a bit of an Aiden stan as well, so um, I just don't think we run the, especially when we are struggling to put score on the board. When he when he seals off, we don't give him the ball at times. It's Devin Booker and Chris Paul want to control the game when we're struggling. They're the ones that think they're going to dig us out of it. And in that Mavs, in those Mavs games, they were struggling. They needed to start to include him in the game. And realistically, the pick and roll with Chris Paul and the and the dump-off, it just didn't happen enough. And that to me, that comes down to the play calls. I, I just don't think Chris Paul was calling those plays. He was calling plays to try and get shots for Book, try and get shots for McCall, Crowder, whoever it was. We just didn't run the plays for DA. Um, and I think that going forward, look... Let's be honest, even NBA media, who gives us, gives us nothing, is talking about DeAndre Ayton being the fourth or fifth, fifth best center in the NBA.
1: Oh, yeah, they're salivating. Teams are salivating to get him. Yeah. You know, so do the Phoenix Suns need to pivot and say, hey, we're going to bring back D.A. and we have a commitment to involve him more in this offense? In my personal opinion, that's the answer. That's what needs to occur. Now, again, it has to be for the right price tag because there's not a lot of teams that are successful who pay their center a max contract deal. You know, Matthew, what, what do you think?
2: Uh, this is just really weird. I think that the way DA actually handled himself during the game, after the game, I think that's a lot of the reason why everyone's kind of like attacking him, right? Yeah. He didn't talk to the media. You saw him yelling at Monty. Like that's stuff that you don't see like Booker or Chris Paul do. Well, Booker being a young guy, right? The first four years, he had a lot of growing to do a lot of He was very immature too. But you never saw things like that. You never saw him say anything or hide from the media. I think that's the reason, really, a lot of people are going after him. Of course, I don't think it's his fault. My stomach, my my gut is just telling me, like, to not bring him back. But I do want him back. I don't know if this is like a Josh Jackson thing where I'm like, oh, it's Josh Jackson. This is, of course, Josh Jackson was terrible. But was it's like, shit. is he going to go somewhere like, else and him. blossom? Is he- yeah, I know. Is he going to go somewhere else and be the man? Like, those are things you worry about, right? But the thing is with Da, it's just like. We're talking about like not having him involved in the game, right? The way he plays the best is when Chris Paul and Devin Booker can really set him up for success. He can't really play with the ball in his hands. He can't. He could. I feel like the season he had the opportunity to really work on his game and try to try to make it a point to where he can handle the ball, get to the rim on his own. You know, things like that. Work on moves all season long. When did he to have where, those
3: opportunities? Like I think when, he did all season. Seriously? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. First no. The ball's in Chris Pollard, Devin Booker, he, Cameron Payne's hands the whole time. Yeah, but he
2: could during the season. He's had opportunities. So of course, he sets the screens and the plays aren't ran for him. But if he wanted it, he could have probably put it in there. We, we won 64 games. There's so many minutes on the court left out there for him to where he could just take over if he wants to. But this, league, goes back, oh,
4: yeah. this goes back to what you were saying before, Matthew, with um, the fact that next year the seed doesn't matter. This year they were playing for that record. So mm-hmm. they ran those plays for book, for CP. I agree with Paul. They gave DA none of those opportunities to do it. A couple of times we saw little glimpses of it and sort of mm-hmm. all of us, he put the ball on the floor, take it to the rim. You know, we were all sitting there going, geez, let's see more of that. We want to see more of that every week. But the problem was that this this side, I think the whole season, set themselves goals and targeted those goals and played the game um, with those play calls set for Paul Booker and our outside shooters, not for DeAndre Ayton.
1: And if you take a look at the usage rate this year, obviously Devin Booker was the highest usage rate player on the team at 31.3%. Uh, DeAndre Ayton of the starters was number two, so 21.7. Chris Paul was a 19.7 usage rate. So I can see Matthew's point of view. You know, yeah. He had the ball in his hands. Did he execute with the ball in his hands? As I much don't think at- he knows how to, though. That's the thing. Yes.
2: And like that's where, behind the scenes, we'll find out when Kobe, I'm not sorry, when uh, whoa, whoa, when uh, Devin Booker and DeAndre are sitting across from each other like Shaq and Kobe 20 years from now, talking about how they're big babies and they couldn't work things out. You know what I mean? That's what's going to happen. But I just think that DA did have opportunities, but would Monty, would them let do it? Because, honestly, we will never know. And we'll never know until we saw D.A. yell at Monty on the sideline, like, hey, I need the ball. Maybe that's just what they go through in practice. It's like, hey, can we run plays for me, please? And it's like, no, 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 no. Just stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. You'll get your opportunity. Maybe that was it. So who knows? Nate, what hey, do you Lisa, think?
6: I love that Shaq, the, the, the Shaq comparison, because I saw someone mention in the um, feed there that they wanted to see dunk more. And I, I agree. I wanted to see Aiton turn around and do a full-on Shaq dunk with his dick in someone's face and just rub it <laughs> in. Yeah. We all wanted that. That kind of aggression. I mean. Yeah, he doesn't have that desire to
1: crush it. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to fault him for dunks or no dunks. As long as the ball goes in the basket, that's all I truly care. Of course, when you're watching the game, the emotion of the game, you're like, fucking dunk the ball, DA. You know, of mm-hmm. course, that's how you feel in the game. But at the end of the day, you know, it's about like, feel. you look, he's got 12 field goals attempts. You know, during the regular season, twelve field goal attempts the entire time. You know, uh, Boyd. Let's see if your audio works this time. And what are your thoughts?
5: Right, right. Can can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Look, I think um, da. He's mate. He sacrificed, right? So he's he's playing a team game, and and Mm. and and I guess you would see a lot of other number one picks out there that are, um, especially towards the end of that first contract, that rookie contract. Um, just doing whatever they want, um, despite what the team needs. And you know he's got he's got guys barking at him on um, on really big contracts who are being looked after. And you know his 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 guy from the same draft class in Macau Bridges was extended. Um, so look, he's got reason, and everything's amplified, everything's magnified in playoffs, right? It it may not be a massive thing between him and Monty. It may have just been a brain explosion there. So I think. I think emotions are heightened, and I think um, I don't think it is what everyone's saying it is. And and ultimately, we we have to pay him. And if we don't fucking like it, we can get rid of him by the trade deadline. And it's going to be a, f- a heap of teams who are just gonna who, who are going to give us good stuff. It's not as it's not as tricky as a sign and trade. Um, and 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 yeah, he might he might you know, we might say, oh shit, he's now a top three center, and just keep him, keep him past that trade deadline. But the, thing is that he can't walk for nothing he can't take that qualifying offer and ride out that sixteen million and then become an unrestricted free agent next season mm-hmm. um that these things can't happen we have to pay him we have to get something for him or get something out of him but you know i think i think it's um i think it's a it's it's a lot of it's a lot of smoke and not much fires at at the moment with uh with with d a he would have calmed down after after the game um and you know, Things things would have been patched up, but ultimately, when 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 our backcourt, our star backcourt, were shitting the bed, did you see Da running back down the court, barking at any of them two? What the fuck are you guys doing? What yeah. you, it doesn't it doesn't go both ways. So that's got to that's got to be um, you know you know really yeah, you must get tired of that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know these guys with these big contracts and the whole the whole systems built around them guys. Um, but yeah, yeah, look, I, um, I don't, I think it's very much going to be a run it back type of a, type of a thing with some minor adjustments, but I think, um, I think DA stays with us until at least the trade deadline, unless there's a, a really tricky sign and trade. That's my thoughts there.
7: What do you think, Justin? I think DA is gone. Like, I think we've seen the last of him in the sun's uniform. Uh, I think he's going to be part of a sign and trade this off season and yeah, that that's that. I mean, and and I, I, I guess you could qualify me as a DA Stan. Could you? Yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Paul. Uh, no, yeah. I don't. I don't
3: know though. Like, I feel <laughs> he like is. he is. It. If not for the fact that he's a Luca hair, here's like what, here's, what,
1: here's typically have like a picture of DA in their profile picture or under their. Their description, it talks about, you know, like I would I would take a load <laughs> oh, yeah. his mouth.
3: I mean yeah, that that's <laughs> I, I, a level of yeah.
7: I believe that's a stand I, though, in my opinion. I, I will check this after I'm done speaking, but I'm quite certain that in my phone I have June sixth as DeAndre Ayton Day as a yearly event because that was the day that we drafted him. So for whatever that might be worth. But Regardless, my point being, I, I've in the very least been an ardent Da supporter. That's since, where I lied. Frankly, even before his U of A days, when he was like playing high school ball here in Phoenix, right? But I, I'm 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 kind of lost on where I stand on him at this point because I, I think about everything he has done throughout his time here so far. He's done what he's been asked to do. He has sacrificed for the team. He carried us through a lot of the playoffs last year, but dude, what have you done for me lately? Right. And I try not to I try not to look at that, but I, I I just think about like what did he have to say to make Monty Williams freaking react like that, right? And to to get that type of reaction from Monty Williams, that that concern that concerned me because we know what kind of guy Monty is, right?
5: Maybe uh, and, it was the and, truth. That got him to react.
7: <laughs> right. Well, maybe. Right. That could have been it. Um, it's all built up. But but I think, you know, let's also – maybe people say don't read into it, but I think Monty Williams is a guy that chooses his words very carefully. And let's not forget that, in, that, you know, after the game the next day or whenever when he did that interview, uh, he mentioned some of the younger players by name and how they performed in the playoffs. And the one dude that he did not mention was DeAndre Ayton. I, I think that that's not that's not just a brain fart. And if it is, that's like Paul Paul to, to 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 go to a reference of one of our favorite shows here. That's like a oh I forgot about you type of moment, right?
4: And and that's and not, not, a, not only either. that. Not only that, he admitted in that um, interview that he hadn't even spoken to Da yeah. since mm-hmm. the incident. Uh, I mean, to me, that's weird. But these bench incidents do happen. I mean, we've seen Spo and Jimmy Butler nearly punch on and. Yeah, you know, they they still they can make it work, Vic. Um, and I think sign and trade's going to be pretty difficult.
6: But yeah. Justin, you said sign and trade. But I'm I'm interested in your opinion on who drives that—the player, the GM, or the owner.
7: I think the GM, the other player we want player, but the player is going to have to also cooperate to a certain degree because it, it's it's going to have to involve obviously a sign, right? So. Mm-hmm. There's certain leverage that the player would have there, but at the same time, if the player doesn't want to be where the player currently is, how how, how strong really is that leverage? Because well, this isn't a
6: better Glenn Siller, so yeah. <laughs>
7: no, no, no longer. I could have had the same conversation about him, or probably Josh Jackson, anybody really.
2: Well, do you think though? The really quick, John, the players though they knew that something was going to happen, right? Mikhail even said something after the game where he's like, whatever happens to him, we wish him the best. It's like, do you think everyone knew, including like Booker and CP3, like it just wasn't going to work out? Because wasn't, wasn't there rumors about DeAndre wanting out two months ago or something in phoenix there's, like i heard there, that there's too. a ton of
1: rumors there's that there's the team was disappointed because he only got a couple hours of sleep prior to the game seven because he's up playing video games all night so they're pissed at him in that capacity there's all kinds of stuff out there that we don't like Damn. like we said we don't know what yeah, that, that story wasn't great that dropped the day
3: before that it's like oh i get two hours of sleep at night because i play video games
7: yeah, like you know,
3: and so that's that, supposed to be like a puff piece on Da. I'm like, that's really what
7: you're running with. That's <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you'll let that one float away in the puff.
1: You know, so you question the commitment of Da at times, and we, you, you question his physicality at times, you question his aggression at times. So again, that's why there's a lot of cre- questions around DeAndre Ayton. But one thing that the majority of you hit on, and you have to recognize, is that he has been a team player uh, by sacrificing the numbers, if you will, sacrificing the shot attempts, right? He had almost 15 field goals a game the year that we had Ricky Rubio. Uh, You know, he's averaging 18.2 points a game. The next year, CP3 shows up. He drops down to 10 field goal attempts per game. And then this past season, it was 12 field goal attempts per game. So it's clear that the Phoenix Suns decided (laughs) we're going to be a guard centric team. We're going to focus a lot of our actions coming off of our guards, uh, penetrate, pop, you know, hit DA at times, hit our three-point shooters at times. That was kind of the essence of who our offense was. Uh, it, it brings you to another question, you know, Chris Paul. One, DA had a sacrifice because of Chris Paul's arrival, right? And, and part of that sacrifice is understanding that he's going to learn from him. He's going to put him in a place or potentially put him in, a, in an area that'll allow him to be successful, him being DA. Uh, but now Chris Paul is 37, and he looked every bit of 37 from the moment he turned 37. He played like absolute dog shit. Uh, Matthew's mustache could have played better on offense, especially in that game seven. You know, so I, I, as I hate we to look interrupt, towards next John. year, go ahead.
3: Uh, I just want to circle back on one last thing on DA. You're welcome Justin I at least least, like warned him on that one Dude that was lovely (laughs) Hey
7: you know what you can do that whenever you want On our show buddy whenever you want
3: Okay I just want to circle back to something that was kind of glossed over Very early on when we started talking about DA where you said that Paying centers In this league is like a fool's errand Basically For the most part yes We're coming off a season where the top two MVP candidates Were centers
1: and how many of them have won have even gone to a conference finals well i mean that's what I, going. that's giannis, <laughs>
7: giannis,
3: well on, your, on
7: your yeah, giannis
3: John, is quick. giannis is basically a, a freaking center he's a, he's but, a, a, also, but he's a he's four
1: a, they have brook lopez yeah. out there giannis is not a center ad is not a center
3: giannis yeah. is uh ad is an alien but he doesn't want to be a center exactly <laughs> exactly to, to, to your point though this season jokovic was on a team with fucking Scrubs. Um, Joel Embiid was on a team with fucking Jokovic. Scrubs and James Harden.
1: I wouldn't say that though. I wouldn't Jokovic. say that though. Jokovic. One, his name is Jokic, not Jokovic.
3: You're right. Two, two oh, Jokic. What? It's the Jameson. What? It's the Jameson. What? I don't Jameson. blame you. All. I don't blame you at all. Like, last year,
1: last year Jokic was on team <laughs> again. Granted, they were without uh, uh, Jamal Murray in the playoffs. You know, but I, I just think that it's. When's the last time Murray a center led a team to a title? It was Shaquille O'Neal twenty years ago. It just it's not the way that yeah, you structure teams. This, I think that's these what Paul's days. trying to say, right? Well no, but what, what, to I, what the I'm trying to,
3: no, what I'm trying to say is there's ebbs and flows in this league, and we ebbed away from centers for a very, very long time. And twenty years. <laughs> They're they're well not
7: and then, this, they're and then this and then this Djokovic guy comes
3: around. Yeah, he, isn't he a great
1: tennis player? He is. He is he's yeah.
4: a sensational tennis player. <laughs> non vaxxed he can't play. Well, no, real. yeah, knocks He Can't play. <laughs> <sighs>
1: I get oh, what well. you're saying. I, I no, love but, you, Paul. But, but, but see, that's oh, the much. argument that's going on right now, and that's going to be one of the things we're going to talk about throughout this offseason Is what is the value of Da? Because somebody out there will pay him. Not, mm-hmm. If not a max, something very close, something as close as they can to a Joel Embiid or to the reality a reality is
4: that that's his value. And if if somebody else is willing to buy it, that's then that's his, his value.
1: value. Exactly, the market dictates the value. But what okay, does maybe, oh, but what really, does that really equate to oh, in postseason though. success?
6: What Justin speak?
7: Hold on, really
6: <laughs> Justin really hates
3: not being. In control. I just I just
7: need. <laughs> I, I do. This is this is like, yes, with a lot. But really quickly. <laughs> Last season, when when the whole DA max contract thing came up, and everyone was jumping up and down the table like Michael Porter Jr. got one. The the market says he's a max contract guy, and I'm like, the market doesn't say shit until he's exposed to the market. Everyone's like, that
4: doesn't make. Thank you guys. Yes. for being fucking. It watching. absolutely That's makes all. sense. That's all. Yeah,
7: thank
1: you. It's 100% uh, and yes, MPJ
4: MPJ got his max, and but when his back that was a out. that was a choice from Denver, and I'd say I'd say it was because uh, Jamal Murray was injured. But the um, reality is that uh, we know that Detroit, San Antonio, are probably going to try and offer DA a contract.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Indiana, At least. So, Chicago. Therefore,
4: DA's value is the max.
1: Yep. And again, to the point, I like what Boyd Charlotte. said earlier. We can match that, and then it's you know you prove it to us that you're worth it, or we can get some assets for you that are going to be allow this team to be productive moving forward. And again, I'm gonna now I'm gonna try to once again, guide that conversation towards the Chris Paul aspect of this. one. I'm not thing. done with DA. Okay. okay. <laughs> you get it. Get it. No, today
2: um, I was going to say it would suck if he went to San Antonio. Oh, that of, would course. Be- of <laughs> course. he would, Cause you Cause know, use him right. That's going to backfire. Just like Luca going to the Mavericks. It's like, you know, these players that you don't want to go to these certain teams and succeed. It'd be one of them. And it would definitely yeah. happen if you went to San Antonio. So let's avoid that
1: at least. So Chris Paul, getting older ton of money you know he he, it's all guaranteed next year uh what should the Suns do with him do you think he should play here next year i know it's a weird question to ask uh but you know he proved this season that he could guide a team to their best record in the franchise's history but as things go an old point guard wore down in the playoffs uh simply by being pestered by jose alvarado and Reggie Bullock and you know again was looked so resigned in the uh, in the playoffs that it was just unbelievably frustrating to watch so so thoughts on Chris Paul Boyd you said yes tell me about it
5: yeah look he he sticks around and I think it I think he's um he does so much for the whole team and and you can you know, we can keep saying oh it's only good for the regular season but at the end of the day what we should have done in that in, in that Pelican series is has not changed the way that we um, um, play basketball with Chris Paul and having Jay Crowder, Macau Bridges, or anyone else bring the ball up the court. It's just, it's just, it's just like since that that time when he got forced them them violations in the backcourt, and we changed around and we, we didn't we weren't imposing our will on the other team. We we let them dictate to us how we're going to play the point the point god, the Hall of Famer. We changed everything. So that changed the way that we set the table for everyone else. So ultimately, if it's going to wear him down, that sort of a play, playing, playing 20, 28 minutes a game instead of 38 minutes a game, and, but, but play his basketball and, and, and do it his way, do it our way. And I think from that moment, um, um, and, and, and if we make that change and, and, and we play Chris Paul as he was, you know, as he is put out there to do, um, I, think, I think he's great. For another season um we just have to we just have to do it our way and, and like it ties into we beat ourselves we um overthought it i think but yeah we um we we keep him and we keep him for the for that for that following year when it's only partially guaranteed like fifteen point eight million we keep him then too and um you know give him a little bit more rest if he needs it but um but yeah look we keep him and then that last season if he's still got some tank uh some 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 petrol in in the tank well then we Maybe look at restructuring it because that's fully unguaranteed. guaranteed. But yeah, we we're we're keeping CP three man for sure. But if
1: does keeping CP three does that is it detrimental to DeAndre Ayton? Because again, DeAndre Ayton has to sacrifice a lot. It might with CP3. be detrimental to the whole team. Okay, so tell me about that, Paul.
3: CP three, where's his where's his welcome out around year three, particularly when you have success, and that's part of that's the disease of me, uh and whatnot that comes with having success, and then you got a drill sergeant like cp and like maybe that's part of what has been the da situation to an extent is you know what i've been taking your shit for two years you know and then you suck and and you're, and you're not and you're not showing me the result and you're not showing me the growth you're not incorporating me the way i want to and like and then you go and suck and then you're not shifting to incorporate me but I don't know. I, I'd be interested to see. Like, I'd hate to see this team go the way of the, the Clippers, and I'm ho- hope it doesn't. Jesus, <laughs> <It doesn't laughs> Justin's face, something, bro. Something
4: you said. Something you but said it was about year it. three when that went to shit too. Yeah, something you said before. They it is um he was shitting game seven? No, he was shitting fucking five of the he games. Let's yes, be honest. Correct. But, correct. But he needs to he needs to pull a Jason Kidd here. Jason Kidd went and became the second third option, was happy to cop it and won a title. That's mm-hmm. what CP3 needs to. Um, he thirty seven. Look, as long as we run back thirty six year old CP3 um, during next season, no worries. Thirty seven year old CP3 sucks ass. <laughs> Nate what do and you
3: think no, no matter how much he hates it we need to DNP rest that
4: guy
1: Amen. <laughs> I, I was yeah, well, this the whole good thing is we're franchise. not going to
4: spend next year targeting 64 wins franchise records breaking all that sort of stuff they did that this year next year they are going to be far more uh, methodical about how we structure our regular season I can, I can see it right now they they will assess the fact that we went hard to try and break those records this year, and we will settle back into a more methodical structure for next year. But did we really go hard to try to break those records? I of mean, course we, we did. rested
7: guys towards the we end, end of the year. Them. We did. Really? Yeah. Yes. Chris
4: Paul came back like, way too early from his injury. Way too early. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I I,
7: I, I don't know. <laughs> You just pretend I, I would, to be on
6: television, right? I, I would assume. Yeah, that you, you a, just watch
3: a lot of medical dramas. The medical staff said he was okay, <laughs> but there were games
7: when Book sat. There were games when CP sat. They rested, guys. I don't think he can do much more resting than they really did, frankly. Maybe that's part of the re- problem we had in the playoffs.
5: So we CP played played every single game up until that injury, and he was playing well over the amount of minutes that he should have been playing in that span i think he, his highest minutes since um joining the rockets back in um was that five five or so years ago so yeah he was he was playing 30 33 uh 30 33 30, yeah, 30, 30 30 30 minutes, minutes a game, game or something like that yeah then he got That's injured and he took a month 30, 30, 30. off and then he rested two games right at the end of this right at the end of the, so right. two games rest four weeks injured but
7: the, like entire
5: rest, the, rest, doesn't it? The, the overall product was um when he was out there for the majority of the time, he was, he was being, he was, he, he was probably paying too much.
2: Yeah. So what they should do next year is fourth quarter, bring him out in a cryo chamber or something, right? Fourth <laughs> quarter. That's it. Go back in the cryo. Next comes game. out
1: like Darth Vader,
2: yeah, just because the, there's nothing else you can do. This guy just wants to play every game, he wants to play yeah, every no, minute. No, not the first quarter, day, Matthew. He
4: needs oh. to just sit the second and third, just leave him off for the second and third. Because we saw this year what Chris Paul does in last quarter.
1: No, that's what he's saying, yeah. bring him out for just the fourth quarter, yeah, yeah, fourth, yeah. So he plays oh, in maybe only just the, the
4: five, five minutes, not even, yeah, yeah just the yeah.
2: Last yeah. Last five if it's minutes.
1: crunch the time, you just bring him yeah. out, but it has to be much a game.
2: yeah we were talking about him uh taking a back seat chris paul liked the jason kidd thing i like that it's just booker has to be that much better like when the mavericks had dirk you know that's a guy that can just take over games like book can for sure but he needs to go up another level then right if he wants to kind of pass chris paul which i kind of thought he was going to this playoffs but just never really happened
4: well he he allowed book allowed traps in that mav series he got himself in positions mm-hmm. that allowed the Mavs to trap him and take him out of the contest. And he's got to be better than that. If if you want to take over games, he can't allow traps.
1: Yeah. So, 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 so again, I mean, it sounds like Chris Paul back, every, everybody's for that, yeah. right? And and we also think yeah. that DA we should bring back, obviously, because we know the market's going to dictate that he'll be worth a max or something close to it. So it comes down to the one big question. I'm going to start off with Justin on this one, right? Will Sarver allow it? We will go into the luxury tax next year. If DeAndre Ayton gets paid the max or, and, and you got the Cameron Johnson question out there, what does this do to our roster? Is, is your boy, Bobby Sarver, going to allow the Phoenix Suns to spend that much money?
7: Yeah, he will. I don't think it's going to ultimately be on DA because, like I said, I think he's going to be gone, but I think he will. I mean, and he's gone on record doing it, and he's done it before. It's a while back. But he's 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 showed that he's willing to pay for a team that's going to win games and put butts in the seats, and that's what we've seen this team do. And and also keep in mind we've got you know a little boost to the 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 league revenue coming up in a couple of years, so maybe he'll be feeling a little frisky with that coming up. So uh when when the what new TV deal twenty twenty five is it something yeah, like that something like that? So I I I, I think Ooh, he will. I, I, and and I think he's. As, as much as people want to say like the, the, the not paying DA last offseason thing was Sarver-driven, I, I still believe that it was James jones driven. I do, too. And I, I, I still believe that. So I think Sarver's done a good job mm-hmm. truly giving James Jones the reins here. And at the end of the day, uh, I, I expect him to keep doing that. So if, if that means going into that luxury tax, then I, then I think they'll do it. And, I mean, the, the way – the team is structured right now. It's almost impossible not to if you want to maintain this level, unless you're just going to magically find a bunch of dudes on their first contract that are going to perform like our guys on the first contracts have done over the past couple of years, which isn't going to happen. Anybody
3: else? Yeah, have you have to go on to on the illustrious cast to win in this league. Oh, Period. yeah. Yep.
4: Period. Um, if you're not well, going to do that, don't a um, team. i one, um, one of our Aussie pods, uh, Justin Kaminsky that Robert Sarve is not really the tight ass everyone thinks he is. So I uh, I actually don't I, I believe that Sarver will happily go into luxury tax now because after Justin said it, I did research to try and prove him wrong and I couldn't prove him wrong. So um, I, I think he's more than happy to go into luxury tax. But in saying that, I think we have some expiring contracts next year that we may lean on in the trade period in the off-season.
1: So who's not on this season? That, or who's not on this team next year? Shamit. Cameron
2: Payne, Cameron Payne, Cameron. <laughs> Cameron Payne. Shamit back. will be here. Shamit, 100% I think Shamit will be here.
4: be here. I think Shamit will be here. Um, I think Campaign will too. Uh, I can't but, take Shamit.
2: I can't uh, take it. There's a whole season of that crap. I just. I, I think. I again. think
4: what we. I think what we tend to forget is, uh, look. Okay, uh, so back on – almost back on D.A. If D.A. does go, does Saric Suri- become our starting center? Because everyone forgets him because he hasn't played for you. Go
1: ahead.
7: I Dario. I did oh, forget yeah, about Dario.
4: And I literally had facial hair that I
7: named after him, and I
1: forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, I mean, they made the a, a run to the finals with Dario. The moment he gets hurt, we lose. We lose. We, we, have a sh- <laughs> we have a shitty postseason. What was our final record of the postseason this year? It was seven and – Six, what postseason. So, yeah, well, I mean, you, seven and six this postseason. Last season, he went out in game one, so we won that game. <coughs> so we were we were one. We so we were two and I don't want to two and Yeah, we're two. Where well, we're one to oh with him, but we we were one we and ba- four. We bad without one and four him. without him. So we were eight and we're eight and ten in the playoffs without
4: Dario Saric.
7: I think, I think we're
4: on to something here. I think this we've been talking way. about the wrong guy all yeah. this time. Da, Dario is the future. Um, but in saying that, I also think Dario's uh, contract is expiring and pretty valuable when it comes to a trade. Same with Jay Crowder.
1: Yeah, Jay can go in my opinion. But… The
0: Sarge Smoke Break.
1: I've waited like a whole season to play that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know about Landry Shamit. I mean he's everyone says he's going to be here. Uh, I'm with Matthew like I don't want to watch Why another would he year. Come back? Like, I don't want to watch another another year it. of what, what is the stat I saw somebody put out there on Twitter it's like every,
7: every you know it, team Justin. that he every team that he's played for has lost in Game 7 of the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Every get team. Four different teams.
1: Yeah, damn it, oh. Shamit. Get out of here. Actually, But who's the taking that I contract? get rid of him.
3: It's not it's a not bad contract. It's not a bad, it's not a bad contract. It's immensely tradable.
1: Yes, that's why Isn't a lot of it, people at the guaranteed, guaranteed, right? It's two years guaranteed, right? I think it's two years at, guaranteed. guaranteed? I think it's, yeah, what, yeah, nine or ten it's million? Yeah, on the only guaranteed
6: year. Caleb, you asked the question before about who's coming back. Gav, if you're getting rid of Kratta, uh, Payne's going, Shamit's going, <laughs> G's off. That's like, $30 million mom, you mom, need for – you, fuck you fuck need that, that money.
4: JaVale's staying. Uh, JaVale's definitely Jamal's staying. Him. He's yeah. going to go to third in the rotation behind uh, Saric, who's going to start, and Aiden as his backup. I
2: think and we that, bring in Russell Westbrook to play seven. Aiden as the backup? Did you say Aiden
4: as the backup? Yeah, I, <laughs> <that. you> <laughs> you back- yeah, I know. Back- I, know <laughs> I was just trying to wind some up. <laughs>
1: But at the same point, like you're going to have to pay eight and you're going to have to pay potentially Cameron Johnson. So you're going to have to cut some of that money. And the way to do that yeah. is get rid of all those like 10 to $15 million contracts yeah. that you have. And that's where it will hurt the Suns. That's why this was the best opportunity for the Suns. Because on the roster, if you go five by three, right, five positions times three deep, we had a very deep, solid roster. Mm-hmm. Going back to just very briefly, because uh, I kind of wanted to put 2022 and the playoffs behind us, but that's where Monty Williams, I feel like is the ultimate culprit of the loss of uh, the playoffs is he did not make the necessary adjustments. He didn't utilize that depth. Uh, we, we talk about it multiple times. I know Aaron holiday is a lot of people are like, well, Aaron holiday was the answer. It's like, not necessarily, but for maybe five minutes at a time to give you some semblance of energy, perhaps, because we saw that in the Pelican series and it worked for long periods of time. No, because he turns into, he's mini Eric Bledsoe, man. He runs into a pile of people, he jumps in the air, and then he has to figure out who he's got to pass it to. You know, but Monty Williams didn't utilize the depth at his disposal uh, throughout that entire Maverick series, and ultimately we got boned for it because at the end, then your tired players are playing like shit, and they all have the off night together, and they all sit around, well, yeah, it's an off night of basketball. You know, so our depth will be hurt next year. We will not be nearly as deep of a team, but if we can have a very solid Top nine, that's what we'll need in the playoffs because we didn't utilize all 15 this year. You shouldn't use all 15 in the playoffs. You need to have a really solid uh, top nine. Uh, But yeah, losing all these people. Oh, we uh, lost you too, man. You lost my camera. Can yeah. you you can still hear me though, right? I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. My camera's just like it's, it's off the rails now. Yeah. Oh no, there's no one to guide the ship. No, oh,
7: no. Just, no, no.
6: just, just to
7: take listen. over. Here I, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: but John, when hey. you're talking about bringing in holiday or else, even Ish Wainwright, you know, we were talking about that too. That just means you're gonna lose the series. If you're wishing those guys can come in and spark this yes. team, Correct. you just know you're gonna lose. That's what sucks. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> We that can was, talk about that next was year. Too,
4: Matthew. I, I yeah. agree, hundred percent. Even though I we wanted it the at the time, game, time, it's just like we, everybody everybody we're going to You wanted something Holiday. to be a spark. And, Cameron Payne yeah. was fantastic for us in the playoffs last year. This year he struggled. But reality is, if Aaron Holiday has to come in for us to win playoff games,
1: you're pretty fucked. We're a long way
4: behind. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, I think campaign though. I could see being gone. I could see both. The, I could see us retooling that backcourt. I really could. Uh, those are good tradable contracts. We could try to bring in something new. Cameron Payne uh, just didn't <coughs> have it all season last year. He was consistently inconsistent. Uh, Shamit, consistently inconsistent. And there's a reason you, they're bench would, players, would and I get guys, that.
4: Uh, uh, so I want to I throw out something that we've talked about on our pod. Would you guys say that Cameron Payne regressed?
2: 100%. Yeah. yeah. Boy, He was do my do you future think? son's point guard at one time. No. <laughs> I have not know. Oh, I was really? high that day.
3: What do you think, Justin? Chris Paul for uh, Darren
7: Fox?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah I've been... <laughs> Are, <laughs> Are you guys texting bad?
4: each other?
6: Are
4: you it guys text texting nice, each other? Been... <laughs> and, and just to uh, add pain to everybody, it, it would have been nice to have relied on Tyrese Halliburton as a backup.
1: Poinker. Yeah, that
4: would oh.
2: have been horrible. Oh, yeah. Or Jalen Smith as uh, something to help us. Some guy to <laughs> help get... us with the boards. That's yeah. going to be a tough one. Well, next year when he shows up a little bit, we're gonna be like, oh, he was showing yeah, up for. In Indiana. Tyrese
4: Halliburton feeding him too. A... Yeah, true. He's
3: doing fine for Indiana. i keeping tabs on him. He's 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 a rotation player. I'm not that he's worth a tenth pick, but he's a rotation player. But he we, shows we, up Paul, to Phoenix
1: and his Okay,
5: oh, hey guys, we're we're um we're a destination now. I I will say so. We're gonna pick up all them them really handy players on minimums, aren't we? Isn't that the way it works? If you're a if, if you're the place all these guys want to play you, you get that all these questions like, though like do los people, angeles Do the players you know, still want to play, play here though like exactly.
7: no the, the dude the, like that's that's the problem with the the contract situation the suns have right now it's not like as dire as like the lakers as in terms of being top loaded but it's getting close and that's mm-hmm. why when you know we we talk, I talked about this throughout the season. We talked about this, excuse me, Paul, throughout the season on our pod, and that's with 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 those contracts. That being CP Book, McHale, with the DA one coming up one way or another, whether that's to pay him to sign Trey, whatever, and with Cam Johnson coming up, if you're going to pay like Cam Johnson in in that in that McHale range, you're you're looking at a team that you know, two years out is going to be sitting on contracts of their top five, six, seven guys with even, a even a, the bumps in the salary cap are putting them right at the, 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 the luxury tax threshold, even before talking about filling out that roster. So while you don't have it as top heavy, you're looking at that whole, okay, now we're filling out the bottom half of our entire roster with potentially these vet minimum guys. Maybe you get a, you know, a, 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 a an exception in there, whatever, but, mostly with vet minimum guys. And I I just don't think that's going to work. That's why I I think this off season's really the most important off season the Suns are going to have in the next four seasons,
4: because it's really going to dictate what we're going to be looking at on the court. And that's why I think our 10 to to 15 million dollar contracts are going to be so vital in this off season. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if we move them and remove some salary, it, it does, it releases the pressure from that side of things.
1: Well, precisely, and there are some interesting free agents that the Suns could potentially go after if they can move those contracts, get away from those 10 to 15 millions and bring in some veteran minimums. I mean, one guy I'd love to see playing in
7: Phoenix next year.
1: (laughs) Papa, Ricky Rubio will be a free agent. Let's bring him back, baby. Let's
7: do it. Shit. I was
0: not prepared for
7: pack. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was not expecting. When that. is when is, when is he going to be able to play? After a shower, yeah, it's gonna course. Work. Yeah, <laughs>
3: he can get
5: the herbal essence ad in, besides, in America. Besides, besides
7: that,
6: I don't think Ricky wants to come back, guys. After
5: no, they let flipping. him down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. that was that was sad.
6: We've we've done a good job of pissing people off and kicking them out the door.
1: So <laughs> yeah, like, that's a, that's the son's way. I mean, yeah. That's, guys, oh, Josh Jackson's Whoa, gonna be.
7: Wait, are we sitting here like being like, "Oh, poor Ricky Rubio"? Because we traded to get Chris Paul. Like,
3: no, or, or no. So yeah. let's, let's chill a little bit here. And he went and played it's for good. Cleveland and was like great until he broke his leg.
1: Yeah. Well, and again, like it's we're not saying poor Ricky Rubio. it's just it probably he, it probably didn't leave a good taste in his mouth that he helped get a team so close to the playoffs, you know, uh, 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 what's his name?
3: Oh, so he's Nomar. Curvet.
1: What's that guy's name? We missed the jumper for Brooklyn. Karis uh, LeVert. Ke- 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 Karis Ke- LeVert, Ke- jumper yeah. away from going to the playoffs one year, and then we traded him right away. So he probably wasn't super happy with that. Uh, so, But we- we'll see. You know, there's there's a ton of things. We'll continue on all of our respective podcasts to talk about this offseason. As, as Justin said, this is an unbelievably important off season for this Phoenix Suns squad. So there's definitely going to be a lot of content coming from all three of our podcasts, from the Aussie Suns fans podcast from the fanning, the flames podcast and from the sun's jam session podcast. So uh, before we get out of here, just want to go around. I got one question. I was, I'm looking at our notes and Justin uh, had a question that he wanted to bring up. If one son's podcaster was a closet serial killer, who would it be? Let us know. And as, as we go around, let us know who, who your answer to that is, and then tell us where everybody can find you and follow you and your podcast. Uh, let's start with Boy.
5: It's Matthew Lissy. <laughs> so, this far, is going to be unanimous. It's going to be unanimous. He's he by far the cleanest, the most well-spoken. There's some shit going on there in the background. I know there is. Um, yeah, I'm... Yeah, I'm uh, locking my doors. And right. not in the in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
1: boy, tell everyone where they can follow follow you and find you in, in your pod.
5: Um, me, I'm at Bud's eighty three, and uh, that's my kid screaming at me in the background in case you can't hear. <laughs> but yeah, Aussie Auss, Aussie Suns fans podcast.
1: Or is that one of your victims screaming for? <laughs> <laughs> Boyd might knows, be mate. the serial killer. Be, be. All right, Justin. <laughs>
7: It's Paul. That's all.
1: He's got a closet <laughs> behind him. So closet zero killer, I could definitely say that. are saying, it's
7: Paul. <laughs> I, I, and I'm at so says J, of course. And the and name of
1: your podcast is?
7: What is it? Fanning at fanning the Flames? At Fan the Flames NDA? Something like that? Something like that, yeah.
1: All right. Matthew, I'll let you go. Uh, I think it's me. For
3: sure, one of these <laughs> days,
2: one <of> these <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah. I am going kind of out late tonight, so we'll see. The place has an alley, let's see how it works out.
1: <laughs> Matthew, we're really gonna follow you. All
6: right, Nate. Oh, uh, I was gonna I'm say, sorry, Boyd, sorry, sorry. And, sorry, and that was before I saw his <laughs> stupid mustache today. Um, now I'm, I'm certain. No, you're that, just convinced. That thing on his face could kill people. Like, <laughs> for
7: the record, I love it, Boyd. I love it.
6: <laughs> yeah. And, and where can people beer. follow you? His best feature. I'm at Free Beer at Marley's. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I don't check my feed too often, but um, by all means, jump on. Now I'm at Nikki's Falcon. Absolutely do not check Twitter. So feel free. Lucky, lucky dog,
3: you lucky dog, you. You lucky dog, Paul. Um, I, I mean, Justin said me, I'm gonna have to say him. I mean, he's this close to having that hair that Christian Bale had in, uh, in American Psycho. Susu Su- studio. There. <laughs> I can just yeah, see I him like that going that
0: like this. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hell
7: yeah. I practice you work, that people
3: dance you? in the mirror. Uh, at Dervish of World, as it says on the screen. There you go. Well, for those listening,
1: they can't see our screen. So, uh, L- L- let's look, in <laughs> look in
3: the notes. There you go. Look at the notes. <laughs>
1: Subscribe rate, <laughs> review all that fun stuff. Gavin?
4: Uh, at Aussie Suns fans or at Guesswork Gav, um, to be honest, I can't believe Dave King got away with no nominations. So I'm gonna. Yeah, how do we Dave.
3: not
7: name
4: anybody um, who
3: wasn't on the
7: screen? Okay, can we can we yeah. talk about this? You don't, yeah, you don't say who you actually killer-wise. think, because then you're the next victim. Duh, <laughs> <laughs> idiots. <laughs> now yeah, the just, serial killers coming after. Now I'll say this: my real answer. One of you's fucked. <laughs> if my kids are listening, don't don't listen. Don't repeat what Daddy
4: said. Just, just a heads up to everyone: Nate, and myself. It's uh, Lindy's man. Thirteen days. Gerald <laughs> um We're we're pumped. We're looking forward to catching up with everyone when we're over there. Fourth uh, of June. Gonna Stay come ready. out and buy beers for everybody who comes and hangs out with us. Um, and clearly, we're going to Marley's. Yeah, <laughs> you just, you just like seriously. <laughs> I
2: was gonna say, where are we gonna? Where
3: could we find you at? <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel every like, one of the Marleys around the valley.
7: I feel like they were like, "Well, the Suns lost, but let's still go to Arizona so we can run up Justin's bar tab because he did promise to buy his drinks when we were out there." <laughs> and you know what? And the fun part is he doesn't drink. I'm Ready? I know, right? Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> I just get to watch my money get spent. I can't wait. Let's <laughs> do it, boys! I can't wait.
4: That's what I really kids am excited,
7: is. though, for real. Yeah, I know. I'm used to that.
1: And my name is at Darth Voida. <laughs> you can follow the Suns Jam session at Suns Jam on all your major pod forms. Right, guys? Pod forms. Subscribe, rate, and review. If you happen to be watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. If you're listening, please subscribe, rate, and review. I will say, if you go to the Aussie Suns fans' Apple podcast page, uh, they do have some ratings, and one of them is uh, – from Boyd, it says, great pod. Boyd's takes really resonate with me and usually are spot on. Cam Johnson should start soon over Crowder. It's a five-star review. <laughs> there you go. So that's fantastic. Uh, so, wait, boy, that, boy. so that's my nomination for the serial killer. I heard a scream. I see, I see a mustache. And he's talking about himself in the third person in the on Apple Podcasts. So that's the serial killer. Uh, again, thank you, everybody, for joining the pod. Uh, it was a pleasure doing it with all you guys. Ther- I feel it was somewhat therapeutic. We obviously have a massive off-season ahead of us. I'm sure we'll all jump on each other's podcasts at points and talk about different things that are going on. Uh, But until then, Matthew, is there anything anybody needs to do?
2: Go home and uh, love your family. Word.